Welcome to the Crushing Cashflow Podcast, where we share phenomenal advice and dozens of decades of wisdom from investors and entrepreneurs of all types and all stages of their journeys. We'll cover many forms of cash flowing assets, such as real estate, stock investing, entrepreneurship, and general finance guidance. Listen in and learn from those who are crushing it out there, as well as those who have been crushed by business or their investments. Now, here's your host, Andrew Shutsky. Welcome back to Crushing Cashflow. I'm your host, as usual, Andrew Shutsky. With me today is Anthony Ritchie. Anthony is currently an active duty chief petty officer in the U.S. Navy. He's also a real estate investor in Hampton Roads, Virginia area, and hosts a podcast of his own called Rich State of Mind. Rich State of Mind podcast is in the top 2.5% globally of all active podcasts covering wealth building, investing, mindset, mental health, personal finance, marketing, and entrepreneurship. So a bit of a different episode today. I want to focus uh, more on the podcasting aspect. We cover real estate a lot. We cover investing a lot. We talk about mindset, all that. We have yet to cover podcasting. So Anthony, first and foremost, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for joining. And thanks for having me, man. Uh, I'm really um, excited to actually talk about these topics. Awesome. Awesome. So like I said, we haven't covered this before. So we're scratching uh, new territory here. Let's talk about podcasts. You know, you've been really successful in yours. Well, first and foremost, why did you start it? Uh, so I started it because of uh, me starting real estate investing. I realized that there was a lot of things that I did not know, even from, you know, like I used to, I like to call it YouTube, uh, YouTube University, sure. trying to learn everything I could, uh, could on YouTube or reading books. There were some, you know, in detail things that I wasn't, you know, I was getting shell shocked on like, wow, I didn't know this existed. And so I was like, you know, well, other, there's other people experiencing uh, these things and I want to be able to put it out there. Uh, so at the time, put it, you know, writing a book wasn't in my uh, thought process, but I was like, well, podcast, I could do a podcast for free. So I was thinking about like, how can I, you know, what was going to be the name? So I was thinking like every something, you know, synonymous with my, my last name, Richie, uh, and then my wife thought of a uh, rich state of mind. And so we wanted to cover you know, a journey of different aspects of being a total package entrepreneur slash uh, wealth builder and uh, head of household mindset as well, because it's not just so much about uh, you being successful, how much money you can make, but how are you impacting your your family, your spouse, uh, and how are you impacting your kids? So I wanted to hone it all in together and not just focus solely on just, I'm going to make as much money as possible. That's great. I mean, when you started out, was there was there a monetary incentive inside saying, hey, I want to get so many subscribers or so much revenue from ads or anything like that? Or is it purely just, hey, I want to just throw it out there and build information? Uh, just build information because um, I, I started off about, what is it, like $15 per thousand hits? Yeah. Which is, you know, it's not much. So I was just like, hey, I'm just going to do this and see how it works. And as I continue to do the episode, I realized what the mon monetization value I could add to it. But originally, I knew I was going to be making pennies, you know, from putting out content. I just appreciated doing it. Yeah. So you're in the top, the very top echelon, top two and a half percent in your category. What do you attribute most to your success? Like what, what steps did you take that you, you would you know, recommend somebody else replicate? Uh, so I would say when it comes to, and this is my platform is guests. You know, I, I usually have guests on my podcast, uh, professionalism and adding value. Usually before and after the podcast interview, I am asking, uh, getting to know the person at the beginning of the podcast before we start recording. And after I'm trying to figure out how can I bring value, which is, hey, I know people that could use your services or, hey, look, I actually could use your services uh, or sharing information. Uh, that has always been very helpful. 
And I've actually done business with a few people that I've actually recorded with. Uh, so you build relationship and you also build knowledge. And I think, and then also what happens is those people that you do those uh, interviews with, they end up reaching out to other people that would probably want to be on your show as well. And then you kind of fear, uh, find out that a lot of us are in the same circle and everybody's, you know, interchanging, exchanging information and talking about you. Uh, so I would say that was the, the best thing that attributed to my success, uh, which was being professional and trying to provide value, not only obviously to your audience, but to your, uh, your guests as well. Yeah, I found the similar, uh, I guess, themes in launching this show. And we're relatively new. We launched beginning of 2021, right? And I, I found that same thing. I've done business with people. I've, I've used their services. I've used mine. I've connected with people locally or not locally. That's been awesome. I think that's when people ask me, you know, what's been most rewarding about it. And I, to me, the surprising part was the networking. I was thinking, oh, I got my name out there. I'll, I'll be, you know, one of the many real estate shows out there or cash flow shows out there. But to me, the most surprising piece was the networking. Uh, I want to pick your brain on one other thing too. What are you doing around uh, around the marketing aspect, right? I mean, everybody has great content. There's everybody's voice is unique in a way. I think what separates the really great from the good, in my opinion, is how you know how well you get the name out there and how well known you are. What's your plan around you know marketing, social media, that kind of thing? So I, I feel like I'm an amateur uh, <laughs> when you when when we talk about marketing. Uh, but the thing that taught me the most about marketing or SEO was when I built my own website and identifying what keywords, not clickbait, but what keywords need to be said in order to get somebody interested in uh, maybe your your episode or maybe even in your um, your you know podcast period. Uh, so when somebody says rich state of mind, okay, it makes you think, okay, what is that? Rich in what? Uh, if I say uh, you know cognitive therapy for high performing individuals, that makes you think, okay, what, what what is that about? You know, why would a high performing individual need cognitive therapy? Uh, so that's how I, I try to with my at least with my uh, titles for my episodes, I try to get people in. For ads, I've used uh, Fever. I've used Facebook um, to try to put my name out there. But it really has been uh, word of mouth for the most part. I really, I think at best, I put the most I put is probably $50 into an ad. I know some podcast platforms like Overcast, they'll, you know, you could charge like 350 bucks. Or get, you have to pay $350 to do an ad for 30 days. But it's really been uh, mostly trying to do uh, get as high as I can at SEO. And then also the small ads that I've done, but I would say I'm still amateur. I'm still learning as well. <laughs> yeah. Put me in that category, man. I've run a few ads and I feel like I get a lot of, and I've really tried to work on, you know, targeting certain markets and age and demographics and all that interests. And Facebook does a great job of giving that platform, but I feel like I get a lot of like unintended recipients where I get like some nasty comments back, like, Hey, why are you spamming me and all this stuff? So I've got a lot of work to do there as well. I'm always learning. And I, I agree with you. A lot of my success so far has been word of mouth through guests, referrals, you know, friends, family, my you know, professional network, et cetera. So similar there to you. What, one advice that I do have, I would say, and I, I just learned this this year. So I added my podcast feed onto my website. And so you on your website, you can set it up a plugin. If you're using WordPress specifically, I'm talking about, you can add a plugin to see where your traffic comes in and then know that tells you what, uh, who to target, who's coming on that page. So that way, when you use your, your ads, you're not, you know, going shooting, wasting money towards the wrong demographic. That's a great idea, actually. And I, I didn't think about linking the two and 
that's probably why I'm not a marketer. <laughs> so I could use else. Uh, I could use other people's help there. But that's a great tip. I hadn't thought about that. There's a lot of I don't know what what platform you use, but I use Wix, and a lot of people use other platforms. But they're, they're that's an over often overlooked aspect. Of, they give you a lot of insights that you already pay for, and you same with Active Campaign or any CRM too. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk about you know kind of some lessons learned along the way. How, how long ago did you launch your podcast? uh july 3rd of last year i believe awesome so you've got some reps under your under your belt now what would you say are your top couple of mistakes uh, that you would like to avoid if you had to start over again so definitely learn uh <laughs> public speaking so yeah. public speaking trying to get the ums and the ahs down trying preparing questions for your host and doing research i come to find out there was a, there was a few people that i've interviewed that said hey I actually don't prepare questions for anybody. We just kind of go with the flow. But I realize when you usually that guest is, is trying to project some type of information that they want everybody to check them out for a book, their podcast, their website. And so setting up questions prior to the, the uh, interview allows them to edit and, you know, pretty much edit into where, all right, this is what I want to focus on and talk towards so that I can put out what I exactly what I wanted to put out. And then also it doesn't allow you to start veering off. And the next thing you know, you're talking about gambling in Vegas when you were supposed to be talking about the stock market. <laughs> so it, it keeps everybody on task as well, um, because you try to be within 30, to, you know, 30 minutes to an hour, at least on my podcast. And I don't want to be an hour and a half podcast because 30 minutes of it was banter. Uh, so that was yeah, questions doing research on your guests before prior to it adds. It shows that you took the time to get to know them. So I usually look at usually they have a YouTube. I listen to maybe an episode or two, some type of webinar if they have that available or I read like the first 10 pages of their book so that I can have some insight on uh, what what their perspective is and whatever they're trying to project out. And I'm able to add to whatever they you know reference. Now, that's all really great tips. Now, I try to do the same thing. I mean, often you, know, you run out of time, but I, I like the point I want to emphasize on the focus aspect, right? I mean, you and I have slightly different criteria, I'm sure, in terms of what we want out of the show. But, you know, I know for me, I like to keep everybody knows, keep the episodes like really no fluff, full of great content, leave them kind of wanting more at the end of the episode. So I like to keep them, you know, 15, 20 minutes. I keep a close eye on the clock, but it's really knowing what you want at the outcome, right? And starting with that in mind in the beginning, I think that's really important. No, you're right. And also too, being consistent. I've noticed that my numbers have gone up because everybody knows that my podcast comes out every Monday. Yeah. So people know Monday at 7 a.m. Okay. Rich State of Mind is coming on. So that's something else I've also noticed. People kind of like your favorite TV show. Yes. Right. You always look forward to every Sunday. Well, football's coming on, right? So football's back. So, you know, every Sunday, boom, that's the day and time I'm dedicating towards football. Same yep. thing for, you know, Rich State of Mind or any of the podcasts or TV show you like. You're absolutely right. I remember reading, it was an article or a book when I was launching mine back earlier this year. And I think they talk about this concept of building your tribe. And you're, as you build more and more listeners and people get to know you and your show and the content, they come to expect, you know, the consistency piece of it, right? And if it's like, I release one episode a Saturday and then like nothing for like a week or two. And then like another month later, you have another episode, like they may go elsewhere, right? So you want to keep them fulfilled and, and hungry for more content, right? Yes. Awesome. So for someone starting out brand new, you know, I know what my advice would be, you know, day one, maybe somebody's apprehensive. What would your top tips be for a beginner podcaster? So this is something I wish I did. And I would say if you're a beginner, figure out the best way to market your podcast before it's coming out like a pre-launch. 
So whether it's YouTube videos, you know, doing writing blogs, uh, try every single version of media that you are comfortable or even uncomfortable with to get the information out. And then what I would say is also drop about five episodes at the same time to start off, you know, your launch. Uh, because when it comes to the algorithm specifically uh, that I learned with, with Apple, because you're definitely going to want, that's the highest streaming podcast platform that most people play on so or listen to. So let's just say you drop it on the five episodes and it plays on Apple. Apple goes based off of how many plays, not, you know, per episode. So if you have 25 listens, and you drop five episodes, then you have 125 plays day one. So, de- yeah, and then it also allows people to get to listen to your content. Because if I like episode one, I'm gonna listen to two, three, and four, and five when I get a chance. It's almost like the Netflix release plan, right? You, you drop yeah. the whole Ozark or whatever it is you're into, you know? Yeah, binge. They're binging you. Exactly. And then you're like, okay, then you're hooked. And then you trickle in the releases Mondays, Tuesdays, Saturdays. I love the plan. I, I remember reading that. I think it was Entrepreneurs on Fire. It was another great resource for those listening. Uh, I'll give them a shout out too. It's a great, great website. Great uh, free tutorials there too. I would, uh, I would also recommend maybe doing an episode just you. Uh, maybe you can make yep. it like your pilot or your intro episode. <laughs> I, I got better doing talking for 25, 30 minutes straight. I didn't realize I could even do that. Um, until yeah. I started trying it out. And that's what got me comfortable on the mic, comfortable hearing my, my own voice and making sure that I was, you know, my wife jokes me sometimes because she's like, hey, your vocabulary is definitely higher than that. Why did you use that word? It's like, well, I just reverted to some word that was the fastest word I could get out of my mouth because I'm tr- trying to jumble out my, uh, my idea or my brain is thinking faster than my words. So definitely try maybe an episode or two by yourself, whatever topic you're passionate about and you can easily talk to people about too, uh, and, you know, try that out. Yeah. I love that. I want to hit on one kind of one last content question around like the nature of your podcast. You know, you talk about wealth building, investing mindset that's covered pretty, pretty regularly. You know, I noticed you had mental health in there. I'm just curious, well, you know, that's, that's something unique. What, uh, what drove you to include that? So what drove me to mental health is the fact that there's a lot of people, so I'm in, I'm in the military and there are a lot of people that have those issues. And I think, I'm not going to say it's not getting the attention that it should. I think yeah. people are aware, but I, I think that sometimes we don't understand what people are really going through on a day-to-day basis because they're performing at such a high level and because a lot is expected of them. We don't know what their, what their thoughts are. We don't know what they are dealing with when they go home, right? We just kind of see them usually that nine to five job at work mm-hmm. and then they go back home, right? We don't know what, what pill they're swallowing on a daily basis. And so when I talk about the rich state of mind, how can you be functional uh, or sustain superior performance if you mentally you're not where you need to be? Right. Because there are a lot of people that are, you know, people are relying on you. If you're a father, you're a mother, you're a business owner. Right. You're trying to get through that flip, you know, renovation of that property. There are contractors that you need to you know, work with and financing. So how can you function if mentally you're not right? And I think that's something that be taken into consideration. Like I said, I didn't want to just focus on the monetary portion. There, there yeah. are other factors that come into place in order to make you the best version of yourself. No, that's really great. And you, I, you know, I think it's the first time I've heard the connection made, but you're absolutely right. It's not just about all the dollars and all, all that, you know, crushing cash flow type thing out there, right? It's, it's getting your, your health in order, right? It's, it could be financial, it could be mental, it could be physical. They all mm-hmm. kind of go together. So I really like your approach. And I think that's what sets you apart from a lot of other podcasts out there. Thank you. 
So I guess one last question as we kind of come to a conclusion here, when you talk about investing, are you investing on your own? Are you uh, kind of raising capital? You know, are you soliciting help? Uh, what, what's your investing strategy look like? So I've um, been doing it on my own. So I had the, the, the ability to start off by using my VA loan to get a triplex because I served in the military. And that's how I started. I started off with a triplex. It went up in value in about 80 grand in the last two years. I was able to get great cash flow from that. My wife and I, we raised capital to get a duplex, which I ended up selling because, you know, due to the inflation over the last year, that, that property went up a lot. So I wanted to get a place that cash flow better because the idea is I'm not really in the game of the equity game. I'm really more so in the, in the game of a good uh, cash flow, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, kind of synonymous with your podcast. That's right. <laughs> get that a <laughs> lot. Yeah. yeah. So I, so I was like, all right, let's sell it. And then we'll do a 1031 exchange. And for those that don't know what a 1031 exchange is, it's pretty much when you take the capital gains from the property that you sold and you put it in an escrow and you have 45 days, I think I got 30 days to find a property and use that money. I don't, and you don't have to pay taxes on it. So I have $55,000 I don't have to pay taxes on and I'm allowed to put it into another property that's same uh, value uh, equal to or higher. And we found one that is provides a uh, $1,500 more in cash flow a month. Wow, so, that's huge. That's huge. So you got a great you got a great set of experiences, I should say, right from the the podcast being a big part of your life, uh, the investing being a big part of your life. If someone's listening, wants to learn more about yourself, your business, maybe it's a little bit about the Virginia Beach slash Hampton Roads area in Virginia. How do they get in touch with you? Uh, so you can get in touch with me with Rich State of Mind one at Gmail. That's our email. Uh, you can also see more content on richstateofmind.com. And you can see Rich State of Mind podcast on YouTube and on all major podcast platforms. So awesome. if you have any well, questions, please send me an email. Well, dude, well, thanks so much, Anthony, for joining and look forward to checking out your podcast. Thanks. Thanks for listening in with us for another episode of the Crushing Cashflow Podcast. We have a small favor to ask of all of our listeners. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Each subscription and rating will help us massively toward our goal of helping reach as many listeners as possible each week. Thank you very much once again for listening. We're thrilled to have you with us as part of this journey, and we can't wait to share more of these stories with you. Stay tuned for much more to come.